Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. And today is part two. I'm joined with my friend, Liz Roberts-Laura, and we are talking about preparing ourselves, preparing those we love for that time in life when one of our loved ones passes away. And you might say, Crystal, what in the world are you doing? Why would we be talking about this? Because there is appointed unto man a time to die. I know February is the month of love. And I thought, Liz, what more could we do? But tell individuals, this is how you work through the group grief. This is what we need to do to prepare our loved ones. So last week, we talked about the fact that there is an emotional component when we lose someone we love. There's a, a loss of identity, rediscovering yourself, refining how do I even live again? Like you had mentioned going from you'd been married for so long that it now you're back to single again. And how does that work? So you'd share it on that. I encourage our viewers to look at our last week's program or those of you listening to on the radio, visit our YouTube channel. But we also talked briefly, and I just want to touch on this a moment. We talked briefly about there's a spiritual component in this grieving process. And one of the most common statements that I hear from someone who's lost a loved one is, where's God in all of this? Can you comment on that? Yeah, I think that that's really important because when you lose, especially a spouse, mm. you feel very alone. The world is moving forward. Your mm -hmm. life has stopped and you're kind of standing there alone wondering, what do I do? Um, and God hasn't changed, but we have. Right, right. So it's recognizing God mm. in the everyday circumstances and it's feeling God's comfort and feeling that he is there. Mm -hmm. And it, it may take a little while to do that. Whatever your spirituality is, where did you find God before? Mm. Where do you look for God? What is going to help you to find that comfort from God? And that is a piece that, as I say, passes understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and it may take a while, depending on your circumstances, but know that he is there and he has not changed. And he will carry you through this even mm -hmm. when you don't necessarily recognize that. And Liz, that's so important. He didn't move. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is a big component. And I won't dive into last week's program, but death is not because usually is not because you did something bad. It's not a punishment from God. God didn't all of a sudden give up on you. God didn't leave. He's still there. And so being able to walk through and we had talked last week about if you're mad, tell him. Tell him you're mad. Get Have these conversations as he walks with you through the grief till you get to the place that just says, I may never understand. Yet though you slay me, I know that you live. And those are the things that we begin to hold on to knowing, okay, God, I'm going to trust you because you're that big. Yes. We can't figure out God. So thank you for sharing that and bringing that up. I think that is an important uh, message for those who are listening. Now, I want to transition a little bit. I want to transition. We talked about emotional, which we can always jump back there. We talked about spiritual, but I, there are 
uh, there's a checklist of things that I think needs to be done when someone experiences a loss of a loved one. But there's also some logistics of how we can be prepared, how we can begin preparing those we love. And we had talked about that before. And before we jump into creating a pattern of awareness, you know, working with those right now, um, I want to read the statistic. And I the website is www.nb as in boy, E-R. It is the National Bureau of Economic Resources. And I look this up because I'm dealing with a lot of situations where widows are coming in. I'm wanting to give them good, godly counsel on how to keep moving forward. And they said 30% of surviving spouses end up on poverty, although three-fourths of them were well off when the spouse was alive. And I think, Liz, and we've talked about this before, Part of that is because when we're married and things, you know, we got the retirement plan going on and everything's going, we forget some key items, such as many times people have picked pensions and said, oh, I'm going to have a pension and it's going to pay it to me for as long as I live. Well, that's correct. As long as you live. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that income stream is now gone unless they've done pop-ups. So I, I always get excited when someone comes in and they say, Crystal, I'm taking my pension choices, which there aren't many people that can come in and say there's pension choices anymore, but they come in and they'll be, I'm going to do my pop-up one. I'm going to make sure there's something for me and there's something for my spouse when I pass. I feel that's good planning. Yes. There's annuities that are out there. The annuities that when we look at them, where again, old annuities, not necessarily the newer ones, but the older ones were like, hey, we're just covering one life. Again, now you've got a pension coming in for one person, an annuity coming in for one person, and they both stop. That's income that's missing for the surviving spouse. And then we had both talked about this before, social security. Mm -hmm. So social security, a case where you get to pick one, pick the biggest one, but you get to pick one. And so there are different things. Um, let's speak about healthcare costs. And let's talk a little bit about what that can do as far as once a loved one passes. We have health care costs. Mm -hmm. And then there are other decisions that are made during that time that can really reposition finances so there's minimal left when a loved one passes. So I want to I wanna talk a little bit about, okay, so we know things can change. What are things we can do now? to help our loved ones when someone's listening, whether they're going through a case where they, there's been a diagnosis and they know they're gonna lose someone probably within the next few years, or maybe the diagnosis they don't know yet. Um, and we're just trying to put together a pattern to help each other if one of them passes away. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like, what, what do you see as patterns? I'd love to share what I do as a pattern at home, but what are your thoughts? Let's start there. Oh, this is a huge subject. This could <laughs> be four or five weeks <laughs> easily because there are so many different layers to this and so many things tucked into mm -hmm. different areas. Um, but I think in planning, first off, I would want everyone to have a will. Yes. To have a plan. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you are leaving all those decisions to other people. And little things that you don't even think of with a will, if you don't, if you haven't left things to your spouse, the truck that's registered in their name, you yes. can't even sell it. You have to go through a legal process to have mm -hmm. all these things transferred to you. So having a will is always a starting point. Mm -hmm. And then 
the financial aspects of other things. Most widows or widowers, mm -hmm. um, in all honesty, the day that they lose their spouse, they lose half of their household income. Yeah. Um, and that in itself, and if you're raising children, well, hopefully then you'll have some social security benefits. Right. That will help. But, you know, you still have the same household expenses. You still have the same mortgage. If you mm -hmm. have one, your household expenses haven't changed. Right. So having a plan to address that is really important. Mm -hmm. um, knowing what your expenses are now, what they could be. When, if you aren't retired yet, when can you retire? Does this change it a little? It did for me. Mm -hmm. um, and are you the person who carries the health benefits? Right. That's huge. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these things are so layered in that everybody's plan is going to be different in mm -hmm. order to address that. Now, let me, I want to jump back to the will, because whenever I think of wills, I think of will, healthcare proxy, power of attorney, all those different legal documents for estate planning. You know, one of the discussions in there, too, is, and I know I've had this with my husband and with my children, is, okay, if something happens to me and I'm incapacitated, what do they do in that situation? Now, I've had several adult children come in and say, I was the one that had to make the decision. This is what we're not going. And literally, I, I had someone this past week, two weeks ago, that came in and she said, thank God my dad had talked to me. I knew my dad said, if this ever happens to me, do not resuscitate me. Do, yes. But I think, Liz, having those, that kind of even goes back to the emotional component of, oh, my gosh, did I make the wrong call here? Mm -hmm. So to me, we have literally sat down with our kids and said, I know this doesn't sound like a fun discussion, but you will thank me someday because you won't be tormented to think, did I make the wrong decision? And if you make the wrong one, in my case, I know where I'm going, so it's okay. Yes. But like being able to give them that peace, yes. I think it's that huge. goes right with will, healthcare proxy, power yes. of attorney. Yes. And other things... So will, healthcare proxy, power of attorney. The next things that I would say is beneficiaries on accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and having all of your passwords written down in, in a safe place for all of your accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and telling your children who's in charge of what. <laughs> so oh, they'll yes. find out later. Well, we needed that is such a huge thing because I there's this generation that does not want to talk about finances with their kids. And I'm dealing with the adult children. So they're in their 50s and they're frustrated. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, Liz, where they've put me on the phone with a parent or I said, why don't you come in? Because they're more in person type of uh, mm -hmm. situation. And I've tried to express them. They're not trying to take your money. They need to know. Well. Most of them aren't trying, you know, <laughs> you need, we need, they need to know yeah. where everything is. Cause if you can't communicate, we have one gentleman, he had passed away. Oh, he was such a sweet man. Spitfire, like all tomorrow. And uh, he had money in books. So he told me, he says, when I pass, you can tell him, check all the books and check the backyard. I'm like, really? Cause I need a little bit more than that. And he goes, that's all you got. Like, okay. And sure enough, they're like, Crystal, we've got, I'm like, where'd you get this money to invest? It was in the book. And I'm like, okay. Or I left everything to my estate. Oh. <laughs> and then 
That's not the same as a beneficiary. No, no, because now everybody's got their pieces in, the attorney's got pieces, all the different components, the time frame that it has yes. with it. But yes. making sure the beneficiaries, I agree, are listed. Who is supposed to receive this? And then we even went with our children and we said, okay, walk around the house. If there is something that means something so much to you, we need to know. So, of course, my girls would pick the same picture that dad drew of the house when we first bought it, mm -hmm. you know, and what he the vision of what it was going to look like when we were done 31 years later. But so they both want this picture. So we literally had to have a discussion. But Liz, I am so glad we did. Yes. Because there's. Bub's listed. This is what's important to me. Mel knew what she wanted. Stephanie did. There were a few, but we were able to talk it out. Yeah. But I have seen situations where here you have mom and dad who love these children. They've passed. And I know we're getting into parents passing as, as opposed to spouse. Mm -hmm. But I still think that something needs to be written or explained to yes. loved ones. Here's how it's all going so that there's no fighting. And I don't know if this was right, but I'll share it with just between you and I. Um, when I did my will, I said in the will, if any of my three kids protests one part of it, they're cut out of the will. Because I either you're going to play nice, because we've talked about it, but if you're going to cause problems, then you're not getting anything. So hopefully, hopefully, Liz, it's going to go smooth many, many years from now. But it was one of those things yes. that's a real discussion real discussion yes it's and i think too it's different than it was 50 or 60 years ago mm -hmm. finances are more complicated oh. people have more have diversified more yes than they ever did so what worked for our parents generation mm -hmm. and their parents generation where eh, you just you know if you had a will that was good enough doesn't work now. No. It's way more complicated. Well, you look at how much we do online. Yes. So now there's accounts online. How do you get into it? So I have one situation where the son had died. Parents are trying to get into that account, but they can't find the password to do the online banking because he did all of his online. Well, yes. then they can't find the statements because the statements and they don't know how to get into his email. I was just like, and it's like, what do we do? Yes. So there's a lot of, of real planning of things that we can do. So what I'm going to do, let's take a quick 60 second break. Then I'd like to share, if it's okay, a pattern that we've established in our house so that if I pass, George will be okay. And if George passes, I'll be okay. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more crystal clear finances. Will the recent changes in the SECURE Act impact you? What laws have changed in regards to distributions, penalties, and yes, even some opportunities? Join me, Crystal Langdon of Crystal Clear Finances on February 25th at 5.30 for a Secure Act 2.0 webinar. Over the course of 30 minutes, we'll bring the highlights of what changes were put in place at the end of 2022. Now, there are several key pieces to this legislation and understanding how to position it correctly could impact retirement. So give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and register for your link today. And 
are back with more Crystal Clear Finances. I am joined by the wonderful Liz Roberts. Laura, thank you for being here with me today. Last week and this week, we have been talking about what to do when we lose a loved one, how to prepare if we know we're about to lose a loved one, what are the steps to take? We've talked emotional, we've talked spiritual, and today we're focusing on more of the logistics. So before the break, I promised that I was gonna go through a pattern that we use in our household. Now, feel free, you do not need to use this. You can make your own, but hopefully you can springboard off of it. So, and many, it's been 24 years that we've had this financial planning business, and I have told this cup of blueberry coffee story so many times, Liz, but I'm gonna tell it yet one more time. So every Saturday morning, pretty much, unless I'm now with, with the grandbabies, I get a cup of blueberry coffee and I head into our little home office and we have a pattern that George and I go through. The reason why it is a tried and true, the kids know mom and dad are doing finances every week is because if one of us is missing, so one of us passes away, the other one needs to know, nope, this is what we always do. Now we have different roles in it. So this is how we walk through it. First thing we do is we do the P&L. Now I know. That probably sounds way over the top, but you can use Quicken, you can use QuickBooks. What but is P&L? A profit and loss statement, thank you. Profit and loss statement. I wanna know where I am for the month. Where am I overspending? Why was this helpful? Well, Liz, we had a time where George sold his trucking company and we were gonna pay a lot of taxes. So I pulled up the P&L and said, oh, we need some tax deductions. And they were giving out tax deductions for geothermal systems. So we put a geothermal system on our house and it helped offset the tax, but I was able to pull up my profit and loss, see how much I was spending on oil, see what they were proposing I would spend if I have geothermal. And I'm like, oh, that's a no brainer. So I look at it every month. We're ahead of our budget right now, just so you know, checked on Saturday. And so I budget what we need and then see how we're doing staying on track with it. So we go over that. Usually these online QuickBooks or Quickens, they're very easy. There's a free one and it downloads all your credit cards, downloads your banking statements, downloads everything. And you just go in and say, yep, that's an expense for grocery. That's an expense because I went out to eat. That's clothes or whatever it is. And it categorizes each one. So we can see who bought too many shoes that month. All right. So then the next thing that we do is we have a cash flow chart where we have an Excel sheet where we say, this is how much money is expected to come in this week, whether it's through paychecks, whether it's residual income, whether it's rental income, whatever it is that's coming into our household. And we say, this is what's coming in. And then we have the list of what needs to go out. And we have a calendar. You can do a calendar right on Google, right? Print out the calendar. And on every day we have, oh, well not every day, but on the days where bills are due, we have those listed. And so when George and I sit down, we look at our P&L, are we on track with our budget? Then we look at our cash flow, make sure it's measuring up with what the bank says that we have. And then we look at what are our bills that we need to pay this week? And do we need to transfer any money between? And then my role's done. Then George pays all the bills. But I know if something happens to George, the only thing I add to my step is now I pay the bills, but I know where to find them. So when I look at that during that time, that's when we strategize and say, what do we think we want to do this year? Where are taxes going to be this year? What are opportunities? So if George was to pass away, I would need someone to counsel with 
to say, okay, I know how to do all my bills now, but who do I counsel with? And that's where I would find trusted advisors, people that knew me, someone who was skilled in that area. And I just want to make a little caveat. I'm not going to pick just anyone to share that with. So I'm going to look for someone who has an expertise in that area. So that's what we do. And then I have my passwords you were talking about before. I have passwords and contacts. Who's the person at this bank that my child would need to or my husband would need to contact? And I have a printed list of everything that automatically gets paid by my credit card because I would imagine the surviving spouse is not thinking about what automatic payments. Mm -hmm. Now, from your point of view, when you begin to look at this, and then I'm going to pause, would that be helpful to help prepare? It would be. I'm going to tell you from my point of view, my my uh, finances are much more simplified than yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> shocker. Hashtag shocker. So, Crystal overcomplicated it. <laughs> so, you know, mine is just money in, money out. Yeah. Kind of a more much more simplified because mm -hmm. at this point, it's just my income. So I'm not having to keep track of all those other things. And then I have my credit card bills and I know the dates. Um, it does help what I've found in talking to people to put things on auto pay because your mind is distracted and sometimes you forget. Nothing makes me angrier with myself than being charged a late fee. Oh, yes. Because that's a pair of shoes that I'm just giving away. <laughs> um, I just bought someone else those That's shoes. right. So that really, I can't stand the thought of that. So if you're a very busy person and you know that sometimes time gets away from you putting things on auto pay can be a very good thing i am a full-time well not full-time but i'm a caregiver for my mother who's yes. in her 90s and i do everything for her all of her finances while you're working well, while i'm working yes. full-time mm -hmm. um and trying to do things with my kids yep. and my <laughs> grandbaby um but i mean everything to keep her where she is mm. um, and she's happy and she's doing well yes and, she is but it's really managing two full households and having all of those bills so pay. what's the most simplistic way so i think mine would be appropriate if you have other business owners that are yes. juggling and doing all that yes but i don't have anything on spreadsheets or anything like that but I think that all of us has, have those basic expenditures. We have our utilities, we have our credit mm -hmm. card bills, we have our groceries, we have our gas, and then we have our miscellaneous, our you know birthdays and mm -hmm. holidays and things like that. And so it's more of a generalized budget in knowing where I'm at. And I do check my bank account online mm -hmm. and see if I have to transfer. So, but I don't have to. Um, micromanage it because do you meet weekly on like do you just sit down once a week because i've had individuals who focus on it every day and i'm like okay now that's too much because now it's like watching the stock right. market every day is there a set time that you set up that you i do? think unless unless your finances are that tight some people need to look at theirs every day mm. because their finances have changed so drastically that's good counsel that first off, remember, you've got that emotional component. Do I have enough money? And if I don't, do I feel like I can't breathe? Yes, I've heard that. Like, I didn't know if I could go buy food. And I'm looking at their accounts just on the investment side. I'm like, yes, you can buy food. You can buy food for you. You can buy food for your kids. You can. Right. But you're right with not knowing it. Mm -hmm. 
checking that every day. Um, but when you don't need to do that, or if you no longer need to do that, mm. then it's like standing on the scale every day. It's a fickle creature. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and as women, we can all relate to that statement. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you like what you see and sometimes you don't. I always, you know, weight and money, they come and go yeah, yeah. necessarily the way you want them to. Um, oh, well so said. you don't want to have to micromanage it because mm -hmm. that's just an added anxiety that you're putting on yourself. Mm -hmm. But again, the planning is what prevents that. It's having enough in a savings account for mm -hmm. emergencies that keeps you from having to say, oh, my gosh, I'm down to yes. $100 in my checking account and I know something's going to come out. What am I going to do about that? It's that long-term planning that really prevents you from having mm -hmm. that. It's having a little bit of a nest egg security blanket there. Um, Dave Ramsey is a real mm -hmm. proponent of having that $1,000 in an account right. in case of an emergency. Um, but emergencies do come up. I had just renovated my basement, a planned expense that mm -hmm. I had been wanting to do because when my husband was ill, we moved into this house, which only had two bedrooms. It was a ranch. Right. And to get friendly. And I have three children who come home with dogs and now a baby. <laughs> and so we didn't have enough bedrooms and things like that. So the most economical thing was to renovate the basement. Right. Which came out beautiful. Just beautiful. Um, but then... I was outside this summer and I'm finding pieces of roof shingles in my lawn. And I could see that the roof was mm -hmm. crumbling a little and finding it ooze out of the rain. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And so um, all of a sudden I have to replace a roof. And while you're replacing the roof, did you know that your chimney needs work? And oh. it's how do you pay for that? First off, how do you make that decision? Oh, my gosh, this is a lot of money. Am I comfortable with making that decision? Right. Four years ago, I don't know that I would have been. Mm -hmm. Now I am. All right. So I need to make a plan to do this. Yes. Um, do I talk to Crystal or do I, you know, take out a home equity loan? Or mm -hmm. do I see what loans these companies are going to offer? And for what's the interest rate? The zero yep. interest rate. How long good, did that good. last me? It's getting comfortable mm. with some of these things, making these decisions. But I think the day-to-day, week-to-week finances is going to be different for everybody. But it's having a budget, first off. Yes. Um, which hopefully you have before you get to this point where you are doing it alone. Mm -hmm. If not, that's where I would say start is have a budget and know, write down what your monthly expenses are and then write down what your monthly income is. Most of us are living on a fixed income, so that mm. doesn't change all that much. It's the unexpected. Yes. It changes. And that's good counsel because that's what that P&L is. It's showing me, am I on my budget? But being able to just take out a piece of paper, say, okay, this is what the expenses are or that Google calendar. This is okay. These are where the bills are. This is what I need to do and getting that done. And I just want to, before we close in just a few moments, I want to make sure that's why it's so important. Even we've talked about at the office at Crystal Clear Finance, having a savings. Yes. Even before these type of incidents happen, it happen because many times people are excited. They want to put everything in the market list. Oh, but when they do, and then the unexpected happens, 
Where's your savings? Where's the emergency money? So huge proponent of we have to have savings, lazy money that's working for you outside of the market. You know, we, we need to have the proper components in that. Yes. Well, I'm looking at the time. I know we're getting to the close of it. We didn't get through everything. Um, but I do want to ask you, would you mind coming back for one more? Because I want to talk about a checklist. Like, what do we do immediately that happens? I want to talk about how do we position things so for our loved one, like the file cabinet that I have that has everything positioned in the right place so that people can walk away from the series we're doing saying, okay, I know emotionally, this is what I need to do. I know spiritually, this is what I need to do and give themselves the grace that they need. And I've got a list and Liz is here to help make sure that it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to be too complicated. It literally can be crystal. They're gonna need to learn how to breathe on day one and on day two and on day three until they finally get to the place where they say, okay, I can breathe without thinking about it. And then, you know, and in that time where they're just learning to breathe again, do they have the savings in place? So there's a lot here. So do you have it in you to come back one more time and go through this next week with us? Would that be acceptable to you? Certainly. Perfect. So you heard it. It's recorded. And I want to encourage each and every one of you. I am praying this is a blessing to you. So if you want to have more insight in this area, please give us a call at 518 433-7181. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.